Happy Thursday, and welcome back to the fourth minute of the Airport Minute. Where again, we're talking about the greatest disaster movie ever made, the 1970 Universal Pictures Airport. I am one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I am the other host, Mark Cerulli of CovertOps.tv, and we have a very, very special guest. I can't tell you how special he is. Yes, indeed. He has literally worked the day shift at the graveyard and the graveyard shift at the day's in. He's one of our favorite people on the planet, Mr. Peter J. Riggin. Thank you. Thank you, one and all. It's an honor and a privilege to be uh, associated with this fine podcast. And Peter is actually the inspiration. He told Jim, you got to do this. He is our muse. He's our hairy muse. He told us we need to do this. Yes, yes. Uh, so if there's complaints, feel free to forward them to me about what, you ha- what you're listening Take to. Take care so. of the Federal Witness Protection Program. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, good times. All right, very good. Uh, Peter managed to clear out some space for his uh, busy schedule. We're talking about the exciting fourth minute. The great thing about this fourth minute is that we are finally getting out of the endless credits. The top two guys are on there on the screen. Then we're going to roll into the action. The first name there is, uh, of course, on the screen, the, uh, produced by Ross Hunter. We've talked about Ross Hunter earlier in minute one that this is a Ross Hunter production. So we're looking at the radar room with all those guys busily trying to figure out the arrivals and departures of Lincoln International. Yep, chugging Maylocks. Yeah. And <laughs> even the night shift, they're all wearing their ties and their long sleeve shirts and well, was, looking over pieces of paper. It yes, was the that's 70s. When, it was more right. formal time. That's when being a flight controller really meant something in this country. <laughs> right, before Ronald Reagan. <laughs> right, right. Thanks, Ron. Now... <laughs> Well, the Paco guys. I, I laugh because, you know, when you hear that music as the planes come in for a landing, since I I fly almost every week, uh, I should get a recording of this minute, Jim, and play it uh, on my uh, phone in the uh, cabin. Yes, with the headphones out, you know, so that it's playing on the speakerphone. Right, exactly. So everyone else gets to share the excitement and the experience of, uh, of bringing her in for a landing. Keep and- yelling, right rudder! <laughs> <laughs> what runway is this? Is it two niner? Not two two. Please, you wake up everybody in Meadowood. We're getting ahead of ourselves, though. Then I'll 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 sit, you know turn to the person who I'm sitting next to and go get it get it two niner, and then of course they won't. Then of course I'll be immediately I'll pitch your podcast. Yeah. So in a way I'll be out there making things happen for you guys on a weekly basis. So rest assured, you make this, it happen for us. Every I will day make it happen for you too. I want you to be successful. It's very important to do that. I want to be a winner, not a loser, <laughs> Peter. <laughs> Don't we all? So, yes. Jim, uh, you know, there, there's a one a sli- uh, funny story about this movie. Uh, I actually remember seeing this movie in the movie theater with my sister, Phyllis. Which movie theater did you see it? It was uh, downtown Osney, New York. And I, for the life of me, I can't remember that. I can't remember the name. Uh, Phyllis would remember. I have to call her. I didn't know that Ossining had another theater beside the Beach Theater up in Peekskill, but I didn't know there was Ossining. Jim, theater. who do you think Sing Sing Prison is? Yeah. Hello. Hello. <laughs> right. Jeez. You know. He was the only one there that wasn't wearing stripes. Yeah. Well, welcome, <laughs> to Amer- welcome to Peter America. Was the, he was the only one they would let leave. <laughs> yeah. Get it? It's a, it's a play on the word of the prison. Yeah, I get it. Uh, <laughs> before, there used to be a movie theater in Arcadian, but this was yes, even Arcadian. Before, before Arcadian. This is before Arcadian. This is when it was literally down downtown. So Phyllis was responsible for you. She was your babysitter. Yeah, it's got to be some. I, I vaguely remember. All I remember is we got in late. 
uh, we got into the part where they're they're. I don't. I won't ruin minute whatever. But it was a little bit. For, we had missed the credits, so we had to actually stay through until the movie ran again. That way, you know, we get our money's worth. Back when you could do that. Yeah. Exactly. Back when you could do that, and people laughed and you know cried. It was a it was a touching moment. So yeah, this is one of the very few uh, um, movies I actually remember seeing in the movie theater at that age. Wow, and then endlessly on the ABC Sunday Night Movie. I guess after that, I I don't I vaguely recall. It's all blur now. Yeah. So well, let's talk a little about George Seaton, the yes. writer and director of this uh, movie, who unfortunately passed away in 1979. Do you know the date? Uh, yes, I do. It was July 28th. Yeah. Really? Thanks for asking. That sounds made up. Uh, he won the Academy Award for uh, Best Adapted Screenplay twice. All right, I'm cribbing from Wikipedia. Thank, Thank you. you. Wikipedia. I was going to say, you, you are very smart. Miracle on 34th Street and The Country Girl. Oh, yeah, Ingrid Bergman. And Airport was his second to last film. His last film was something called Showdown in 1973. Showdown. I was remembering his third from last film called uh, Universal Home Pictures hasn't put it out yet. I'm dying for them to get Our out. Friends Universal uh, Home Video, by the way. You know, inter- interesting thing about George, he was actually bo- born in South Bend, Indiana, which is the site of the Studebaker Car Museum. Wow. I wonder nice. if they have a George Seaton memorial there. I don't know. We can Google that later. <laughs> I, I don't know that. The but George Seaton Memorial Cigarette <laughs> Snuffer. The photo of him on Wikipedia, it looks like a mugshot. It could be. He made a movie just before Airport Court, What's So Bad About Feeling Good, with George Papard and... Uh, yeah. M- Banachek. 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 I love Look that up, millennials. Great film. It was about a virus that hit New York and made people friendly and happy. Without looking at Wikipedia, where is Banachek based out of? Boston. Well done. It's wow. good. That you- Come on, it's the opening of the show was right. him. He was rowing, River. wasn't he? Rowing a boat. Yeah, he's doing some kind of um. What do you, what do you call that? He, he was music by Henry Mancini, by the way. It was a cruise ship. Crew, exactly. He's crewing. He's crewing. Well, then it was the Charles River. Was he? Was he? No, yeah, and he uh, with a half finished uh, John Hancock Tower in the background. Wow. Really? I'm going to have to go on to YouTube. What everybody missed not growing up in the 70s? Yeah, God. three channels. That's yeah. when you know, TV meant something, you know? Yeah. yeah, you could watch Gunsmoke, Happy Days, or The Name of the Game. Oh, I, lo- I used to love The Name of the Game. Well, Gene Barry, ladies and gentlemen. Let's not forget WPIX and WWOR. Well, sure, for people that grew up in the New York City area. Schiller Theater, remember? The green hand with the six fingers? <laughs> and and it, would go, it would go, Schiller. What? That's right. And W N E W at ten PM D Yeah, that chiller you, theater was done by Rankin Bass, the animation oh, for wow. Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. That makes sense. See, we cover a lot of ground in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is the fourth minute of the movie and we're already I mean that's barely enough time to make a hard boiled egg, but here we are talking about chiller theater. <laughs> we are old, but we do remember. Exactly. It's almost like uh chicken every Sunday, which by the way George also did in nineteen forty nine. I have not seen that movie, <laughs> but I'm sure it'll be on TCM pretty soon. Uh, I'll Google it later. I'll find out when it's for you, and I'll, I'll give you the heads up. Chicken Every Sunday, available on Blu-ray. I so, just want to say one thing. Do you notice how well-groomed everyone is? Even the pilots, the kind of yes. semi-anonymous pilots coming in for a landing. I'm also impressed by how perfectly lit the aircraft control tower is. I mean, it looks like a 
five-star restaurant up there with the lighting the way it is. I, I'm shocked. Shocked that neither of you have mentioned the whimsical touch. Oh, the Snoopy? Oh, yeah, we've Snoopy. Uh, but you get that? Snoop, human- that Snoopy, baby. It humanizes them, don't you understand? Yeah, but it's one of the signs of the times. Peanuts were popular characters, and, and Snoopy was uh, the mascot of Apollo 10, which had just happened earlier that year. Yes, but the greater – got to step back for a second, Jim, for gosh sake. you got to think of it this holistically. And you've got to look at – there they are in their suits and tie and their their palm oil cigarettes unfiltered and that they go home and have a good scotch at night to really relax. But yet they're still human with Snoopy right there in front of them. Yeah, and it's not just any Snoopy. It's the Sop with Camel Snoopy. Exactly, which epitomizes air travel at that time. And that it's gone to the dogs. Yeah, that's sure, sure. Right, exactly. That's what. Now, what's that? Is that bobblehead also a Snoopy? What is that one that's right there at the bobblehead? In the front? I that's a that. Peter Regan bobblehead. It's a very <laughs> limited edition. Only came out in uh, a 2013, I believe. Uh, yeah. I'm still trying to figure out. It's interesting seeing a guy that looks like Crispin Glover. He looks like he's time traveling and uh, he's all ready to go back to go home to Marty McFly. That's right. 15 seconds yeah. in. Look at that. It's right there. I'm going to have to take a um, – I've got it muted because I get so distracted. You know, when I watch this, I, I like um, when they have the close-up of the uh, pilot, uh, the crew coming in for landing. Do you notice how the engineer looks kind of like, you know, hey, I got nothing good. What's going on? Not much. I'm hanging – why isn't he watching the yeah. dials? I mean – No, well, he realizes he's on a soundstage and it doesn't matter. He's not going to – well, no, why does an engineer have to do it landing? Adjust the uh, no. I, I've frozen this, and when I I've looked at this photo, and what I find interesting. Oh, look is, at the big numbers it, right in the center of the screen. One, two, yep. three, four. <laughs> but Mark, Mark, yeah, exactly. But Mark, look at this. Look at the engineer. Right. Look at his right hand, and he's wearing a ring on his right hand versus oh. the wedding ring on your left hand. Well, he's wearing it like Carol O'Connor did in All in the Family. Wrong with that. But I mean, what do you don't you understand the implications of what this all means? And I, I totally obviously. understand that. Exactly. I mean, and the, we embrace it, right? Of course. For a minute. I mean, I do. I'm, I'm just looking at those shirts with the pocket covers on them. That's really. Unusual. And how many pens? Each of them has two, not one. You know why? Because they've got to have a backup. Because that's what air travel is all about: safety, having redundant systems. As, as Charlton Heston. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves about how many backup systems. Are 1970, the airport 1975, but you could see that this scene is foreshadowing airport 1975. Well, yeah, but this was a 707, not a 747. You could rip the wings off of it and use it as a tank, right? Well, that's later. I, I don't think you said that, Jim. I think Joe Petroni said that. Well, yeah, I, th- I think we're getting a little bit, well, we're getting really yeah. far ahead. I'm, this is so exciting. I mean, this movie gives you sweaty palms just watching. Right. I got sweaty palms as soon as I heard Peter Regan's voice, I'll tell you. Yeah, I'll, I, well, I, actually, I, they're hairy palms. What does that mean? That's very that's very kind of you, Mark. I appreciate that. Kind of, uh, <laughs> okay, it's a, it's a lot of inside baseball going on. Yeah. Well, well, we should point out that, that we, uh, all of us, go back to freshman year in high school. Mm. So mm. that's a lot yeah. of. A lot of air miles on the odometer, as they say. Truly, truly. Uh, Yeah, Dave Truly, too. That's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There's a pun. Uh, Okay, there's something I noticed in this particular scene, that over-the-shoulder shot of the uh, crewman in the back of their heads. Uh, We're going to see that scene again in about 100 minutes from now, so keep that in mind when we get uh, about three months from now. We'll be able (laughs) to... 
Yeah, so basically right. these guys are uh, Dean Martin and Barry Nelson's stuntmen for later in the movie. Well, you got to save money. Hold on. Now, I'm uh, not to jump over the thing here. Now, I've gone back to the scene um, the of the Snoopy, and you're saying that's a bobblehead in the uh, foreground here? Yeah. Yes, there is. There's a Snoopy in the distance. Yes. There's a... Binoculars in the right. middle foreground, and then in the front, what is that? Is I don't that, know. It's like a lion head? That is or maybe it's, it's a Snoopy, Snoopy bobblehead. bobblehead. No, no, no. That's got to be another Snoopy because it's got the little uh, little uh, pilot scarf on it. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh, hold on. little continuity issue here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, stuff on the consoles uh, moves around. When you do the uh, close-up of the guy talking with Snoopy, now the binoculars are closer to Snoopy. Uh, all those props right. never stay in the right. same place twice. Hold on. I, I stand corrected. I stand corrected. Now, I guess I should have done a little bit more advanced prep work here. Uh, uh, there's two binoculars. There's, a, there's one near Snoopy, and then there's one near the bobblehead people. All right, it's all coming together now. I understand. Go on. So this guy, uh, or this minute, gives us the first clue as to who's who has the first line. The uh, that flight director guy, the air traffic controller. Right, screaming, pull up, pull up. Right. Yes. <laughs> not now, not now. So we're looking inside of Transglobal yes. Forty Five, and we've got um, the flight engineer. I think he. Bails out later on. Ooh. We don't see him again. I don't know about that word in this context, Jim. Right, right, right. Is that is that like a is that like a pun? Are you inferring that he bailed literally or figuratively? Well, they were on the ground already, so he couldn't exactly I, bail. I'm surprised that you have mentioned how the landing lights uh, look like a crucifix. A crucifix. In the First. name of the Holy. Right, right. Spirit. Yeah, it looks like. Well, it's the landing lights oh, are Fresnel lighting. What is that? I mean, when you look. No, the big takeaway from this scene is that they shot it at night so that right. they didn't have to write two nine on the runway because they shot it at night. But don't you see how they're trying to interject religion into this? Session? Okay, Roger Ebert, that's a little bit of a stretch, don't you think? Really, Peter? Really? Peter's father O'Looney talking to you, Peter. You're seeing things that just aren't there, Sonny, Sonny Jim. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Uh, all right, all right. Well, really I'm glad you guys are open to feedback. Yeah, well, we're veering off course here. Now, I thank, have a thank you for not shooting down my, you know, observation. I'm glad we're, I'm glad we're respecting each other. You're one of God's here. children. We Peter, love you. Your observations are as deep as whale poop. Uh, 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 again, you know, poop, what have you come up with, Inspector? That's yeah. a line from Dirty Harry. Uh, one of the Dirty Harrys. I think it might be the Enforcer. Matt, it was that, I'll flop uh, you lower than whale. Joe, shut down. Speaking of whale, what have you come up with? Are you allowed to swear? We're going to have to drop oh, something. Oh, beep that out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, iTunes. All right, all right, this is G-rated, you know. All right. Similar to that, what that airport mean? was rated? It was rated G. It was a G-rated movie. Yes, of course. G-whiz. Yeah, pregnancies, abortions, a guy blowing himself up on a plane. It's all fun for the kids. That's what makes this country great. By the way, Peter, what's your opinion? Transglobal <laughs> Airlines landing, model, or the real thing? Uh, unfortunately, I know the answer, so I can't give you what I thought was the answer. The, I'm thinking it's a model. I it, know Jim disagrees with me, but <laughs> if anybody has that model sitting uh, on their bookcase, please. Uh, well, there is call in. there is a model. It's just not in this particular shot. We're going to see it in just a little while. A couple we will. Days. I did not. I did not know that. The part where they climb up above the clouds—that's where you're going to start seeing models. But speaking of models, I did see the model from Maroon. At the uh, in Huntsville, yeah, at the U.S. Space and Rocket Center over the restrooms. 
Correct. I had a picture taken of myself and Matthew in front of it. Yeah, same year. It's uh, 1970 was uh, within three months of the premiere of Airport. Maroon came out uh, just down the hill of Columbia Pictures. Yes. And Gregory Peck was originally supposed to play uh, Mel Bakersfield, the Burt Lancaster role. Uh-huh. And so there's your tie-in. Yeah, but he wouldn't have been able to pull it off, especially that scene where he yells into the uh, mic when he's telling Petroni to, uh, uh, what, go down or uh, not go down. <laughs> Shut down. Right, yeah. yeah, we're going to use that for uh, any expletives on the show. We're just going to have Joe Petroni shut down. Uh, I gotta, I gotta keep that. Uh, I gotta, um, I gotta Joe make Petroni that as never, your ringtone. Never go down. <laughs> exactly. I'm going. To, I'm going to have to um, upgrade my ringtones for you, Jim, so that it now will be like uh, every week I'll change it to a scene from this movie. Just have somebody yelling, "Mr. Bakersfield, snow desk." Right. Snow desk. Congo line move. That's that's all my. Uh, if I can be involved with the Congo line move uh, minute, if you don't mind getting back to you, because I could spend all day on the con- on the snow desk. First. That is a Petroni minute, so they are in high demand. I, I will keep you in for the, the, the snow desk. Uh, what about the chomping, the soggy cigar, uh, and saying, "I'm going for broke." I'm uh, I'm ambivalent about. That. Uh, we've got I, that I, one booked already. Sorry. I, I think the snow desk really. Uh, harkens to you know what I, I love about this movie. So <laughs> yeah, Danny. First they'll do a hatchet number on that plane, and then they'll the owners will do a hatchet number on you. That's the that's the top <laughs> Danny line. It's perfect. He's so angry and bitter, and well, he lives in the corner of a garage with a snow right, plow exactly. all winter. Well, yeah, that's that's about well, that's all in the future. But uh, we'll come back. No. We'll come back to that later in future episodes with you know all the action and adventure and stuff. But I think we've pretty well squeezed everything there is uh, in minute four. What I think we can squeeze it be... for another ten or fifteen minutes. Uh, uh, actually, uh, did you finish this minute? Or have we finished yeah. it already? Yeah, the yeah, plane's okay. on the ground. Plane's on the ground. It's snowing, and we just finished that uh, really good. Uh, title score from alfred newman so that's which is not to be confused with alfred e newman i love pointing that out. uh so so i'm clear on it that i can i should probably get the music from this scene as your ringtone is that basically it sure you can use this as a ringtone and everybody will know exactly what song this is <laughs> <laughs> yes anybody over 50 well anybody who has a senior discount will be able to recognize this tune. denny's would be full of people that would know i, I know I, that song that's love, the theme from airport i love this movie Where's i love that that was really good uh, help, help me find my glasses <laughs> it's it's three three thirty p.m. I gotta go to dinner. I gotta go. I gotta be home before it gets dark. I'm Victor Pagella. My my wheel of fortune's coming on. I gotta get home. Oh, Mister, I'm gonna get one of the answers right. I know it. I know it. All right, very good. Uh, by the way, right. well, there you have it. We that was, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you know how privileged you are. No, but, we're gonna do this every this. week from now on. We're gonna Peter, laugh. Stop to over me. I'm trying to. to, to uh. He's trying to compliment you. Yeah, I'm trying to compliment you, Peter. My Sorry, God. buddy. Sorry. Go, go back to you, Marco. I just all I was saying is uh, I hope people realize how privileged they are to have spent uh, this fourth minute with Peter J. Regan. Yes, and I, I want to wish uh, a belated happy birthday to my sister, who whose birthday was uh, two days ago. Oh, August second. You know, Peter, these are recorded podcasts, and people will be listening <laughs> to these is... for years in the future. Yeah, but so... every everybody that you know, every every year, please call Phyllis on August second and wish her the happiest of happy birthdays. Oh, no, 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 that's Maureen. That's Maureen. I've got two sisters. 
Okay, yeah. got it. Yes, Bills is in December. Okay, we have plenty of time. Is there going to be a test on this at the end of the series? They're God's children, Peter. If I'm not mistaken, you this is a minute a day, right? Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. And how many minutes are in the movie? Or you've already said 137 this. So minutes. What period. day is 137 days from the first day? It's the uh, second week of February in 2017. Oh, I see. So you don't actually know the date yet. Is that what you're saying, Jim? No, I do know the date. It's February. The, do you want to know the date? Sure, I'll tell you the date. Yeah, the final episode. So be here for episode 137. It's going to be on the 7th of February. Uh, 2017. That's a Tuesday, so you have the rest of the week off. I want to just set aside that day uh, for the wrap party. Okay, well, we'll pencil you in for that, but we have to gear up at that time for the uh, Airport 75. Podcast. Of course. Uh, yeah, climb, baby, okay. climb. Okay, Peter, if uh, you can't be on the whole show, I'll make sure that you're on the climb, baby, climb episode. Uh, but I, I want to be on that minute when he's saying climb, baby, climb. I want I, done and done. Uh, dibs on. She's doing it. She's flying the plane. And uh, dibs on Concord when he's uh, when Candy Petroni is doing the the um, flare out the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when when he's oh, shooting at that oh. uh, fighter pilot. But but listen, we're we're giving away too many plot points. And oh, those uh, those I, podcasts I, 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 aren't going to be done until 2024. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's stay focused on this one. All right, very good. Okay, so anyway, we're at the end of minute four. Uh, if unless anybody has anything else to give up in this minute. No, no, this is a no, great. I think, this I think a fork in it. This was good. I, We've sunk an axe it. through its forehead for sure. That's <laughs> what I think you really put. Yeah, you you really uh, put this one to bed. You really knocked it out of the proverbial uh, park. Right You're off both, the runway. Both winners. You're both and winners. ran off the runway into a snowbank. <laughs> off the runway into the snowbank. Where yeah, that's Petroni- the uh, that's the plot of tomorrow's episode. Well, we'll we'll get into that tomorrow and uh, polish off the rest of uh, the first week. All right, Peter. Thank you very much for being on this thank episode you, four, and we're uh, hoping to have you on many other episodes. Oh, I can't wait. As time permits, I'm looking forward to another invite. All right, very good. Uh, You'll be hearing from our attorneys. <laughs> In the meantime, for the rest of us. Please come back and visit us at our social media sites. At uh, You can talk to us at Facebook on Airport Minute. You can visit us on Twitter. You can follow us at Airport Minute there. Or you can join us on our website at airportminute.com. If you want to listen to this Monday through Friday, uh, you can catch us on iTunes. It sounds like we're doing this in a pet shop. Yeah, yeah, well, my, my dog's falling asleep at my feet, and now she's chasing rabbits or something. And now she's got gas. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, visit airportminute.com to pick up a lot of the uh, podcasts and find out more about the biography of mm-hmm. peter j regan mm-hmm. it's all there living color it's all there it's all public consumption waiting to be just that so we will be back tomorrow uh for episode five to find out how the crew of transglobal flight 45 drives around on the snow so please join us here so we can finish out this first week and thank you Yes, thank you, and we'll see you then. Good day. Bye. Yes, goodbye. Nice going, sweetheart. Remind me to send a thank you note to Mr. Bowling.